I'm Mel. And I'm Tosh. And this is Mahogany Momology, an online and podcast dialogue pertaining to the concerns and carefree parenting of Black motherhood. And this week, we will be discussing raising boys in the Me Too movement. And I'd like to actually share a quote with you all. Um, it's from DeAndre Levy. He's a linebacker of the Detroit Lions. It's truly astonishing the number of awful things that occur in this world because men are afraid of appearing weak. What are your thoughts, Tosh? I actually love this quote. DeAndre Levy wrote an excellent piece called Man Up, and that will be posted in our show notes pertaining to this particular topic of consent. Mm -hmm. And he basically summarized it saying that it was a call to men. It's a call to men to step up and basically help ownership. Oh, yes, have ownership to to this sexual abuse, the sexual assault, and ownership in teaching each other, grown men, not even men to boys, but grown men to each other about the idea of consent. He's mm. an athlete, so I know he only knows what's going on. All kinds of wild stories in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And I believe if you read that story, he he is married or he's with a significant other for quite some time, but he does talk about how he's growing as a man himself Mm -hmm. and how his views have changed from being that 18-year-old athlete, obviously, Mm -hmm. to to this adult athlete. But I think it's it's actually a very excellent read Mm. called Man Up from the uh, Players Players Tribune. So I do say kudos to Mr. Levy. Thank you. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about the Me Too movement (laughs) and what is the Me Too movement, okay? Yes. This is straight from the Me Too Movement website. It is www.metoomovement.org. In 2006, Tarana Burke founded the Me Too Movement to help survivors of sexual violence, particularly women of color from low-wealth communities, to find pathways to healing. Using the idea of empowerment through empathy, the Me Too Movement was ultimately created to ensure survivors knew no They're not alone in their journey. The Me Too movement has built a community of survivors from all walks of life. By bringing vital conversations about sexual violence into the mainstream, we're helping to destigmatize survivors by highlighting the breadth and impact sexual violence has on thousands of women. And we're helping those who need it to find entry points to healing. Ultimately, With survivors at the forefront of this movement, we're aiding the fight to end sexual violence. We want to uplift radical community healing as a social justice issue and are committed to disrupting all all systems that allow sexual violence to flourish. So the, the real question is why now, right? I agree because, well, I agree that there has been a very large number of celebrities. Um, I'm not sure if it's because of the social technology that's out there. Um, You know, we've had sexual predators like Harvey Weinstein, R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, um, that 
about this behavior. Um, and, you know, granted, women have definitely become more empowered themselves. We're in a lot more diversified roles. Um, from television, we're in front of the scenes, behind the scenes. We're, we're, we have a seat at the table um, in, in other, you know, industries and whatnot. So um, I don't know if it's not. I don't know if it's necessarily a question of why now, but the time is now. The time is now. Media has been very successful in, I don't want to say highlighting, because that highlighting to me gives it a positive spin to it, mm-hmm. has been successful in exposing these celebrities for the disgusting things that they have done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a question of why now. I think it's a question that has always been. Women have always been speaking up about it. Yes. You know, it is the entitlement of men and the power of men that have muted the voices of women. It also has been a historically male-dominated male-dominated fields to get the message out. Media? Yes. So that's the reason why I'm saying, you know, historically, that's been done. Whereas now, there's a lot more of us with a seat at the table in the, in, to, yeah. allow, to allow the stories to come out. And in to the get, fraction in of, fraction. in yeah. that small fraction of media. Yeah. When you think of it as a whole, absolutely, males have been... The uh, predators, you know, true in these crimes, they have been more likely to have lesser sentences, or, um, excuse me, or it's been the issues of sexual assault and things like that have been turned more towards the accusation of women why they why has the woman been doing this why were they in this situation things like that to make it seem like uh victim women, blaming victim blaming mhm yeah therefore and, minimizing their voices and heightening um the justification of men doing what they've been doing that's definitely has been going on mhm um but luckily, that's taking its turn. Right. We're very fortunate in that. Right. Um, so, really, with this, with it taking its turn, um, we still have a whole few generations that are coming into manhood. Um, some being raised by single mothers, some being raised two parent households, or what have you. What are you? How? What are your thoughts in terms of you know how you're raising your son? Sure. In this climate. Sure. My son is being taught to express his emotions, all of his emotions. There is no, there is there is no. This is how to be a man, or this is what boys do. There is no. This is what girls do. Mm-hmm. If he wants to play with a doll, by all means. If my daughter wants to play with a truck, by all means. Mm-hmm. Th- there is that fluidity. Mm-hmm. Breaking down the gender bias. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. There is, and, and specifically for my son, I'm really, really, I really am harping on his emotions. 
And I'm also talking to him about how to respect space. Mm. Whether it be with his sister or with me. And it's, this is, respecting space is a new concept to him anyway, you know? Yeah. Because this is just a new thing. So I'm teaching him that too. Very cool. So just like how he doesn't want me to be all in his space, or when he's in school, he doesn't like a lot of people in his space. When he gets overly excited or happy or something, if he's in that, if he's in that moment and someone else is not, he needs to learn to respect that and walk away. Understandable. Those are those are good points. Mm-hmm. Those are very good points. So what are you doing? Um, some of the similar things that you talked about, like in terms of removing the gender bias, um, I've had to... Myself and my husband have really tried. I, I try to reinforce it with my husband first because sometimes um, it may come off wrong. But stop using boys don't cry, quote unquote, or using the language that sounds like as if girls are less than boys mm-hmm. in that thought process. Um, removing a bit of the macho in the cartoon. So, for example, um, he does watch a little bit of cartoons that tend to favor girls. And I allow him to watch it because there's still a message behind the stories, you know, that he's watching, you know, in some way, shape or form. But the same token, I don't want him to feel like, oh, because it's it has the color symbols or like it's because it's pink or it comes off girly that he shouldn't be watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he like, for example, like how you said, if he wants to play with the doll, you know, he has other friends that are girls and we go over to their you know respective homes and clearly the girls have barbies right so what is he gonna do like not yeah. play yeah, yeah. Right. so you know what i'm saying so i'm not gonna stop him from playing with the dolls and, and that's fine so um i do try to do that i do try to make sure that um remember uh, i try to let him know that he needs to remove any type of bias himself because he at a certain age, was saying, well, girls can't do this. And I would correct him and say, no, if mommy can, so can you. And if you can do it, so can mommy. And that just also goes to show, like, the world is so much bigger than what we try to teach him at home, Mm -hmm. right? So we really try to be gender biased at home, but yet they'll still come home saying those kinds of things. So it's kind of like, where... Are they learning these kinds of things? Obviously. They're learning these things at school. I mean, yeah. let's be real. Yes. Yes, they are. They're learning these these either through the friends or what's being discussed in exactly. the classroom. Exactly. And I think people just have to reinforce or change that thought perspective. You know, you may have learned that at school, but that's not how you need to be. Right. Or <laughs> or te- yeah, and teach them that. It is okay that some people think like that, but this is not the way we function at home. This is not the way we do it at home. Mm -hmm. Okay? So once you step into my house, Mm -hmm. we need to stop this. This is what girls do. This is what boys do. No, I agree. Um, And frankly, you you need to stop it at school, too, but... 
they didn't hear you in the back. Um, <laughs> but that's true. And here, and here's why it does need to be stopped at school. Because if we don't remove some of that, I say some because some of the gender bias or that that token of it, um, it almost says that the mom or the woman has less respect or the child can give you less respect if they're a boy. Because, oh, only girls can do that. Yeah. Okay. That's what I mean. Like, okay, so I see what you're, a woman, see what you're only, saying. Only, only women do that. Well, right, no. no. No, we all can do it. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to have have a child who's a boy have less respect for you if you are a woman teacher. That's all I'm, you know, having okay. that difference between men and women teachers. Okay. So I think so. I essentially, we are trying to break down some of these stereotypes. These male, what is a man, um, aggressive man norms, right? Yes. That's what that's what I'll say. Not male, I, I, not no. male excuse me, men. Aggressive <laughs> men norms. We need to start breaking break, those, break those down. Break those down, um, right? And you make a very good point in terms of space. Mm-hmm. Even teaching space, you know, um, it goes back to, or not doesn't really goes back to, but it's understanding of consent. Right. Is also within that space area. So um, my son tends to, likes to hug people. And before we, you know, when when we pick him up, he'll want to go hug his friends or like they like to do group hugs. So sometimes some of the boys don't want hugs or they get like, oh, why is he hugging me? Um, So myself and the other after school teachers have had to remind him, you need to ask first, ask for permission. So and he's like, huh? I said, just try it. If they say no. It's okay. Just like how you were talking about your son and, you know, just that that space. Mm-hmm. With space means also having the consent to enter the space mm-hmm. as well. So mm-hmm. um, making sure you always ask first. And, and sometimes um, it has to be repeated, you know, to, to make sure you have consent. And no matter the situation, no means no. Right. Right. I would say reducing or when as you're removing the gender bias and you know having an understanding of consent and space it does actually teach teach our children to have some type of confidence um in that hey I can speak up for myself ask the question when you're asking asking the question like I'm speaking for this is about me and, and making sure that someone's okay or what have you um and also, too, in terms of you, as you were asking, well, what things are you doing? Um, I'm asking my son to speak up for wrongs. Right. And if he sees there's a problem, he needs to go tell right. a, 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 an appropriate adult. Right. And we're kind of jumping ahead oh, when, we, sorry. when we're th- doing that um, because that goes into, to me, how do we teach consent to young boys? Right. Mm. So those are prime examples, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, definitely. We're teaching them not to. We're teaching them to basically stand up. We're teaching them confidence. We're teaching them to stand up for for themselves, themselves, and for other people, and for other people. Not exactly. necessarily that it's a woman and to that they're going to be weak, right? Right. But just you, but just identify what's wrong. Identify yeah. the wrong and make it right. Yeah. Period. Doesn't matter if it's if a, they're afraid to say something. 
you know about it, you go report it. Right, right, right. I'm going back. I wanted to really just talk about breaking down those aggressive male norms, like I was saying. And so when I say that, it is a complex topic, right? And that can be a whole topic of itself, really and truly, right? Yeah. Um, But these are traits that are damaging, especially to black and brown boys. Even as women that we consciously and subconsciously um, expose our boys to, right? Like from the rap songs? From the rap songs, right? That contribute to this stigma of that aggressive male, right? Rap songs. Always the dominance. Oh, yeah, because I'm the boy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I'm the man. Um, I'm supposed to be doing this because I'm the I'm the boy. I'm the man, excuse me. You know, we need to start mm-hmm. breaking some of that stuff down. Things for example, appearing to show any kind of weakness. True, because showing any kind of emotion. That quote unquote, well, let me pull your man card. Mm-hmm. Yes. That does get done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Things like Getting rid of that, I also say, it's a very blanket statement, that sense of male entitlement. Hmm. Um, I can do this because I'm a guy or I'm a boy or... I play sports because I'm a boy. Specifically. Is it certain sports or just sports in general? Certain sports, specifically football, although the gender... The gender bias is breaking with that. Hallelujah. (laughs) Uh, Baseball. You know, I'm a man or lacrosse. You know, things that are, quote unquote. Always have been male dominated fields. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To me, equates to that sense of male entitlement. No, I see that. Hell, we can even we can even take it to hip hop. You know what I'm saying? I feel hip hop has always been not always, but it has been that way. I mean, you look at some of our great rappers. I mean, it was very male dominated, and now I'm gonna see. I'm gonna mess up hip hop history and rap history because I'm gonna get names wrong. Who? What are you gonna say? Well, like it. It was always like, well, you know, you can't rap unless you, you know, you kind of spoke a certain way, like cursing and talked about drugs and violence. and Not really. I'm just looking at it demographically. There are a lot more male hip-hop artists than female, right? Oh, female, yes, female, yes. female hip-hop artists get more heavily critiqued because it's such a small Always. number and then, and then compared she has to, to— look, But then she has to look like diff- different in her dress is yeah, what I'm getting at. exactly. So, so she can't even be taken seriously. I can't can't say can't be taken seriously. That she, in order to be taken seriously, even talked about. I know, yeah, and I'm not even talking about like the. I'm not even talking about like people like true lyricists like like Queen Latifah. And yeah, MC, like you know because they they didn't have to look a certain way. You no, know? no. Um, Ninety hip female hip hop artists and beyond. Okay. <laughs> I just leave it at that. But, you know, let's, but going back, just breaking down, we need to start talking about breaking down those, those norms and, and, and letting our boys 
um, be emotionally vulnerable. And talking to them about the the spectrum of vulnerability and what that means, um, what that means when that it's not impairing their their manhood their to cry, man, yeah, to show their emotions. Yeah, um, it's okay to do that. That is showing emotion is 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 actually healthy human behavior. It is. Suppressing it helps to reduce human, stress. Suppressing emotion is not a normal human behavior. It's probably why there's such an increase of stress and, um, you know, telling boys that, you know, if you go to a therapist, there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Or, then that's the reason why we have some of the other problems that we've had before in terms of being vulnerable and having the stress situation. Mm-hmm. So, so definitely um, encouraging boys to have conversations right right amongst each other yeah and not and not be afraid to have the conversation and feel like it's going to get out to someone but be able to have a sit-down conversation and chat with with trusted friends i'll put it that way definitely um and being able to like you mentioned, going back, and we're touching more back onto the benefits, calling out what's wrong. If it's wrong, it's wrong. And having an open conversation mm-hmm. about that. All right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, how, I think one of your points was, you know, getting rid of entitlement. Mm-hmm. What ways... Because he's a younger, both of our kids are younger age. But what ways do you um, do you maybe imagine breaking down like the entitlement or raising your son to to continue what is being done now? Are there certain things that you've kind of envisioned? Like, oh, you know, we talked about the sports thing. You know, I'm envisioning. When my kids grow up to teach them that male and female, black boy, black girl, have an equal playing field Mm -hmm. for things, Mm -hmm. for professions, for their career. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you're a boy... That doesn't necessarily mean that you are automatically good at math or science or something like that. Like there are there are women scientists, mm-hmm. there are women, you know, physicians. There are women, you know, and for the same on the same thing. When I'm teaching my daughter that you know there are male nurses. Yeah. No, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I was thinking about things like. You know, as he gets older, you know, I look at um, having him be a part of, like, summer camps that would be a little bit more on the craftier side that aren't necessarily being, um, you know, like, for example, I know he's into motorcycles right now. But thinking about, oh, like, you know, art classes and things like that and the painting and things that society's norms maybe feel is more of a woman thing. Um that's my kind of like envision for him mm-hmm. to try try different things, not necessarily what's considered the male thing to yeah. get involved in. I thought about putting my son in in a dance class. That's cool. 
Like I ballet really or? Like, well, it was hip hop dance. Oh, that's not wrong. What's yeah. that with, uh, is there something? No, there's there nothing wrong, wrong with, with that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was just like, you know. What prevents you? Like, you're like, oh, I thought about it, but. Money. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. <laughs> So, the green paper. Okay. Yeah. So if there, if there are some free hip hop classes out there, hey, I'm all for it. <laughs> that is what's up. That's all. There's that's it. But I, I seriously thought about that. But I see where yeah. you're going. Where you're going, and that also goes to understanding the type of child that you have. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to look at my child now, my children now, and I'm looking at my oldest, and I can see that, you know. He may not be a sports person, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not going to force sports on him. Mm-hmm. What if he loves gymnastics? All right. Hey, he can be an Olympian. It's I'm down with that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just just your... Um, Run atypical. with what you see them yeah. enjoy. Yeah. And if it, it so happens to be the arts, <laughs> you better. Yeah. There's scholarship money out there. For yeah. Money. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I I bring that up um, to give people ideas of what things they they can do now mm-hmm. instead of keeping them on the same path um, that they're in. And there's nothing wrong with sports. Don't get me wrong. I don't need an email, but just trying to say, you know what, you don't have to do what society's norms are. So that way, it can bring them a different well-roundedness, and it will help break down. I believe some of the gender mm-hmm. biases that they that they're experiencing. So tell me this then: What do you think are some benefits? And we've kind of mm-hmm. sort of touched upon this of mm-hmm. teaching young, teaching the idea of consent at a young age. When I say young, I'm thinking four, three, four. What what are some benefits that you see? I see a benefit of him asking for permission. To hug, or as as I call that consent, um, one it allows him to talk a little bit more and not be talked to, mm-hmm. so to speak. Like, hey, I, I he's able to interact on that one on one level, mm-hmm. um, and as he would grow up, he would then continue that more so. That that is, hey, are we? On the same page that I'm, I'm entering, you know, this as a, I can hug you. And then as he gets older, you know, the sexual connotations of, okay, we're doing this together. You know, like, I know it's probably a little bit more deeper into the intimacy of it. But to me, that's a benefit. Like, that's a maturity level to say, can I hug you? Is it okay? great now for him it's like oh, okay cool yeah i get to hug you all right but that to me takes it to the next level mm-hmm. um i feel another benefit of breaking down or um receiving consent or discussing consent or having him do that is really just growing up to be an adult That's part that's part of life. But we have Harvey Weinstein's and Bill Cosby's know. that are adults. I think that's just that's those situations were And these are not isolated situations. No, I'm not saying they're isolated. I'm just saying in general those men 
took situations to two levels they should never have. I think we all can agree upon that. I don't know how they were raised, so I can't sit here and go, oh, they did this wrong, they did that wrong. All right, let me let me throw another person at you. You remember Brock Turner? No, no, you're going to have to give me... Fuck yeah, it's Brock. Um, you going to have to give me a whole addition Brock Turner is the Stanford... Um, is this a student, swim guy? The swim guy who was having sex with an unconscious um Yeah, he didn't get consent. Def- he didn't get consent. He didn't get consent. He's right? a grown man. Well, I think I thought your question was to me of teaching what consent is. Teaching. And, oh, yes, yes. So, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, that just helps him be a better adult. Yeah. But no, Brock didn't have no consent. And Brock, Brock took advantage yeah. of his situation mm-hmm. of being the scholarship athlete and blah, 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 blah. But to me, I, I feel like, no, absolutely. He he is the that is the prime definition of not having consent at yeah. all. There was no yes involved in that. He to me still falls in that same category. Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein, R. Kelly, who, whether you be an athlete or celebrity of some sort, him being, you know, that college celebrity, being an athlete, mm-hmm. right? And using that to his advantage to overpower this young lady. I think in teaching our boys is showing these current examples of how you will not be able to get away with it. If you want to go along any type of path and think just because you may have gained whatever notoriety in your mind or believe that because you're a boy you can do certain things or or overpower someone else here are I don't know how many examples we have yeah but over 30 examples especially maybe what over 10 in a year of how guess what eventually karma will catch up to you is it really worth it at the end of the day so don't go up and down why even why even go down the pathway and again, I don't know how those gentlemen, I don't even hate saying the word gentlemen, I don't know how those men, males, males were raised. All I can do is show my son, one, my interaction with my husband and vice versa, two, break down gender biases as much as I possibly can to show, hey, you know what, your girls are on equal footing as boys. You know, for example, he's in the swim class right now. There's only one girl. And the rest of her boys, there's like got to be like 15 guys. And she'd ride up there with him. But he doesn't see it as, oh, because she's a girl, that she can't do what we're doing. She's doing the exact same things that the instructor is telling them what to do. So lead by example. Yes. For the young kids, the young kids to see parents lead by example. Mm-hmm. And have an ongoing conversation. To me, I think it's an ongoing conversation. Oh, always. Because different stages have that conversation now as they're in early childhood. Have that conversation now. Have the conversation again when they're in in uh, primary school, like first, second grade, because there are instances of 
sexual harassment in second mm-hmm. grade. I can attest to that. Wow. Have that conversation again when they're in uh, fourth, fifth grade because we all hot to trot. We starting to be hot to trot. And wow. hormones are a kicking. Have True. that conversation again. Middle school, high school. Have that conversation when they join a sport. When they join a sport. Have that conversation when they join a sport as well. Because, you know. And they join sports now. Pee-wee soccer. Pee-wee baseball. Yeah. Don't let it get. Don't let this get to your head. Don't think that just because maybe, you know, as you're getting these awards, you know, and you go on dates or what I'm talking about when they're in high school, you know, you go on dates that you can take advantage of somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, um. You're right. As an ongoing conversation, no means no. When they go out on their first date, when they get their first job, it's just, I, I really do believe it's an ongoing conversation. Mm-hmm. At no state should it ever stop. I yeah. mean, the kid's probably going to be like, I am so sick and tired of That's you talking fine. about it. That's fine. But that you know what? To me, consent and, and the sexual conversation mm-hmm. go hand in hand. It does. So if we are talking about sex, ongoing you know with my child we're gonna have that conversation of consent as well they go yeah. hand in hand mm-hmm. so what were you gonna say i'm sorry no 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 I, I was definitely on the same page in terms of it it has to be continuous dialogue with the child um in in all phases of their life mm-hmm. um that's not going away yeah um one of the things, and I think we, I'm going to throw this monkey wrench. I know we're talking about boys, but I feel like the same also has to be taught to girls, too. I know this is not a topic on girls. But we we say that girl, you know, we tell, we're telling the boys this. And we talk about leading by example, but we cannot forget that both sides have to have the same discussion. So what are you what consent are you telling girls? Make sure you say if no if no means no then say no and keep with that. And I'm not victim blaming. Um, I'm not victim blaming. Mm-hmm. Oh why I sound like I'm victim blaming? It does sound like Okay, I'm not it trying does. to be I'm not trying to say because some girls are saying no. But then they're not stopping. Some. And then there are girls who are saying no, and they do mean no. So on a boy side, yes, I am going to teach my son. When someone says no, you back away. I don't care what the circumstance is. And all I'm saying in return is, if a girl's going to say no, just make sure you're saying no. Also understand, in the first example that you mentioned, if a girl is saying no and she's still going, there could be a true innate fear of physical harm or some kind of harm. So I might as well go through the motions so I can come out alive. That I understand. I'm just... That's I mean when you said that, that's the old that's the first thing that popped in my head. Well, that's leading into a rape situation. What's that? That's a rape situation. Yes, 
Yes, it is. Well, yes, it is. I was coming from the standpoint of saying no, but continuously leading on someone. Like, uh, okay, okay. That's where I I was coming from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, don't play head games. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I would hope not. Um, but in the, in the, yeah, yeah. For the benefit of the doubt, let's say they're not playing head games. Okay, they're not. Yeah. But my teachings to my son would be no means no. That, and that's where, and that, yup. And that's where I can only hope that over time it's been beaten enough in him. Yup. Or he will hear the word and go, you know what? And we're done now. Mm Mm-hmm. That's all I can hope and pray Mm -hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Is the consistent teachings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had found this this article about um it was a quote from Peter Glick. Um, and he's a professor at Lawrence University, and he go he said to somebody, um, one thing you want to be careful of is teaching boys to be chivalrous. We need to stop socializing boys to see women as needing protection. What are your thoughts on that as you give me a smirk across the room? Well, that goes back to my first, my statements that I said earlier when I'm teaching my kids to be on equal footing, equal playing fields. Like, I don't need, I don't, you know, I, yes, we all need help. Absolutely. You know, Um, but let's, oh, it's hard. See, it's a like, double edged sword. That's a, that's a double edged sword. Because I know. I'm like, uh, he's saying, he's because saying, I mean, I, don't it, open the doors. Don't. don't yeah, I'm like, uh, we. But, but at the nice. same time, as a black woman, we we want that emotion. We want to be vulnerable too. We want we want that same treatment. You know of of of. He's chivalry. saying don't do that. Yeah, he's saying yeah. don't. No, open the door for me. I'm sorry. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> and she just goes then, back to consent. <laughs> Hey, how would you like to be treated? Now you ain't gonna be on no date, and no, I know, but and I'm he's just, gonna be like, do, and y'all both at the door, and he like, do you do you want me to open the door for you? See that's so. How are you sir, raising your so, sir? Who your mama? Who raised you? <laughs> if you don't open this door for me and stop the nonsense, yeah, yeah, that's my. See, first, some people are taking my, it to that's a my knee jerk reaction. No, but I'm just saying, some people are taking it to that. Or at least he's recommending. There that. are some. Well, hey, there are. Some, but there are some people out there that are like that. Me, me, open the door for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. Sorry, I don't pull in the garbage. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there are some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some elements of of, of chivalry that I expect. I think chivalry doesn't go against. That's why this is why I disagree with his comment. I do not think that chivalry goes against the Me Too movement. Well, say it again. Say the quote again. Okay. One thing you want to be careful of is teaching boys to be chivalrous. We need to stop socializing boys to see women as needing protection. Okay. I have an issue with this statement because he throws in chivalry 
and women needing protection. Mm-hmm. I do not see chivalry and equating to needing protection. affection. To me, chivalry is like, hey, let's let me open the door. You're supposed to open the door for someone who's right behind you anyway. You open the door for the elderly. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah. I, but there is, there are people who are taking the gender neutral aspect to this extreme. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't so like, like the equa- I don't like I don't like the equation. So understand that words mean things. Yes. Folks. So don't equate chivalry and the Me Too movement in the same situation. It is okay for boys and girls. Boys is now I know our topic, but it's okay for boys to open the door to be kind. It is allowing for that the emotions to be there, but that doesn't mean that we need to stop teaching them to do those things. Not, that it's it's we it's I don't know. I mean, I clearly I didn't interview him, but don't confuse the two of that's a weakness. That's gonna weaken who you are as a woman because a man opens the door for you. Bottom line, respect always. That's it. You know, mm-hmm. when you have that conversation, that's all there is to it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts? Anything else? No. This is... This is uh... Also, the other thing I wanted to talk about, the one thing I wanted to also add to that, too, is having... So, having the the good men, quote-unquote, take down the bad men. Oh. So, if you're hearing or in earshot or you're having these conversations a lot of times between men, you mm-hmm. know, one guy has this opinion and it's a very aggressive opinion towards women. And mm. the good man may, may disagree mm-hmm. with it and they part their ways and that's it. Right? Mm-hmm. To me, I feel like the good this good man needs to call out this bad man. Yo, which you're talking brazy right now. You're talking kind of crazy. Yes, yes. And boys need to do the same thing. We need our boys. Yeah. Yes. But I look at it from now, you're a grown man. Mm-hmm. Boy, you know, hopefully we're trying to teach boys. We're teaching boys. We're cultivating them. We're teaching them consent, whatever, whatever. And they're now this grown good man. And, you know, they're having locker room talk or whatever, dorm room talk. Teach your fellow man. Teach your fellow man. Like, yo, you out here. You are really out here doing this. This is not right. And be confident because you're not going to lose your man card. Yeah, it. yeah. You you're actually, not going to lose your man. You'll gain some additional points. Trust me. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. Definitely. That was one of the things, yeah. So my summary would be definitely removing the gender bias, um, understanding consent, making sure your your child understands consent, teaching confidence and standing up what, for what they believe and right over wrong. Um and again, you know, lead by example um, and don't force your child to hug people. Again, that goes back into the consent and don't take gender neutral too, too far. Mm-hmm. Understand what the differences really are. Yeah. That's my my generalization of what to take from it all. Yeah. And how I'm raising. Yours? My, basically, it's in a nutshell, like I mentioned, respect. Respect the women. Respect, yeah. respect us. I love it. And 
like you mentioned, lead by example. I'm going to show my son, my husband's and I dynamic, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And that hopefully in turn will help him you know, understand things, understand better what consent is, and show a model to respect the women. Love it. That's all there is to it. And with that, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music. We invite you to continue the discussion on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And this is Mel. And I'm Tosh. And this is Mahogany Mamology. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.